Coming up on today's podcast. Whether the Lord comes tonight or he comes in five years or six years or ten years, we are close, very close, to the second coming of the Messiah. You look at what's happening in Israel. You look what's going on. You look at they just found what they think is the tabernacle of David. You look at what they have found with 100%. The Pilgrim's Road where Jews and Gentiles would walk from the Pool of Siloam up to the Temple Mount. Charisma Podcast Network presents Pastor Larry Huck. As he reveals God's prophetic plan for Israel, the Jews and Christians, and shares the historic, biblical, and spiritual reasons for standing with Israel. Now, here's Larry Huck. Open your Bibles up to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and we want to talk about where we are today in Rosh Hashanah, in God's great timetable. The scripture says in Colossians that the Sabbath or the feast of the Lord are a shadow of things to come. Passover was a shadow of the Messiah coming and dying for our sin. Every year during Passover, they would bring a lamb and they would sacrifice that lamb and the sins of Israel were forgiven for one whole year. When Jesus came at the very moment that they were sacrificing the shadow lamb at the Temple Mount, at that very moment on Calvary, Jesus shouted those words, it is finished, and we went from a shadow of things to come to the real thing. Jesus is the Passover lamb. Fifty days after Passover, we come to the Jewish holiday of Shavuot. 50 days. We call it Pentecost. That's what 50 means, Pentecost. On the day of Shavuot, God gave the world the Bible, the Ten Commandments. This is Moses meeting with God and coming down. That's called Shavuot. When the day of Pentecost, 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus, the Holy Spirit fell. They were all in one mind, one accord, in one place. They were all in the temple because Jews gathered together for Shavuot, for the, the, the celebration of God giving us the word of God. On that very moment as they were there, the Holy Spirit fell and God gave us the power to live according to that word. It was a shadow and then the real thing came. After Shavuot, Then we get into what's called the month of Elul. This is the last month on the calendar. And the month of Elul is the month of blowing the shofar. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm. Wake everybody up. Why are we to wake up? Because we are 30 days at the beginning of that away from Rosh Hashanah. Now, Passover is no longer a shadow. We have the Passover lamb. Shavuot, Pentecost, is no longer a shadow. The Holy Spirit fell on the day of Shavuot, of Pentecost. What we haven't had yet is the rapture, seven days between rapture and the second coming, and then the wedding supper of the lamb, and then the Sabbath millennium. Now, no man knows the day or the hour. 
We don't know when the Messiah is coming. But we do hear the footsteps of the Messiah. We do feel the birth pangs of something that's about to be born. Whether the Lord comes tonight or he comes in five years or six years or ten years, we are close, very close, to the second coming of the Messiah. You look at what's happening in Israel. You look what's going on. You look at they just found what they think is the tabernacle of David. You look at what they have found with 100%. The Pilgrim's Road where Jews and Gentiles would walk from the Pool of Siloam up to the Temple Mount where Jesus will rule and reign for a thousand years. That road has been covered. It's been hidden. Didn't know it existed for 2,000 years, but now all of a sudden it's uncovered. Why? Because we are very close to walking this road again with Jesus sitting on the Temple Mount at the beginning, not the end, at the beginning of the Sabbath millennium. Let's say just as Jesus became the Passover lamb exactly on Passover, The Holy Spirit fell exactly on the day of Shavuot, the day of Pentecost, 50 days. The rapture happens exactly the way it says in Rosh Hashanah. Between tonight and Yom Kippur is seven days. The Bible talks about the rapture will take place. There'll be seven years. One day is is a thousand years, a thousand years, one day of us being gone, the Antichrist setting up on the Temple Mount, and then horrible, horrible times where a quarter of the world is destroyed. Most people don't understand that the the rapture and the second coming are two different things. The rapture is us on earth that are found serving God in a twinkling of an eye. We disappear. We're gone for seven years. The Bible says two will be in bed, one will be taken, one will be left. Two will be in the field working a job, one will be taken, one will be left. If all of a sudden millions of us instantaneously in a blink of an eye disappear, you would think that everybody would say, you know what, I better get saved. But there will be those who won't. After seven years, then there'll be the second coming. The rapture is us going up to him. The second coming is him coming down to us or to the world on a white stallion and the army of the Lord coming with him. Amen? But after the second coming, then comes the Sabbath millennium. During the Sabbath millennium, Satan is cast into... The lake of fire, the Antichrist is cast in, the false prophets cast in, and Satan is in prison for a thousand years. After that thousand years, he's released again. People again will decide whether or not they're going to serve Satan or whether or not they're going to serve God. Even after a thousand years, if we make the rapture, Our decision is over. We're done. At the end of the thousand years comes the great white throne judgment. The great white throne judgment is a judgment against sin. The moment we're raptured, you and I will stand before Christ and we will be rewarded 
according to what we've done and we haven't done. God gives us every chance, every second to get our hearts right with God. And boom, the rapture takes place. And you and I make the rapture. The moment the rapture takes place, we're standing in line. In front of us is the judgment seat of Christ. At the judgment seat of Christ, God will open up the book. It's called the book of life. And he will see that our name is written there, but then he will look at what your reward will be and my reward will be forever. When we stand at the judgment seat of Christ, it is not the judges for our sins. Our sins are washed away. They cannot be brought up again. We will be rewarded according to what we've done and what we haven't done. A lot of Christians say, well, I've been serving God for 20 years. Going to church is not serving God. There's a difference between I'm a Christian and I'm serving God or even believing in Jesus or accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Some will get many rewards. Unfortunately, some will get none. Not because you're not a Christian, but because you've done nothing as a Christian. I'll show you my faith by my works. Someday this will be a real thing. But until it's a real thing, it's a shadow. The same thing happened during the shadow. Someday, maybe today, the rapture will take place and our blessing will be released to us for eternity. But if the rapture doesn't take place at sundown tonight, God will still open the book and look to see what blessings he can release on you for the entire year. That's why on L1, on L2, and L3, and L4, and L5, because he blows the trumpet for 30 days over and over and over again. That's why we're allowed to see the rioting in the streets and we're allowed to see the coronavirus and we're allowed to see the economic crisis because this is a shadow. Don't get mad at me. Thank God that God sent us here to let you know. You know what? We still have several hours before the book is open. Now's the time to get your heart right with God and decide you're going to help somebody a widow and an orphan or an aliyah or something you're going to do because God wants to reward us. God doesn't want you to miss out. The Bible says there are five crowns that are available to us. But I want to look at the main five ones that God talks about. And the first one is called the victor's crown. And the victor's crown is Paul speaking to the Corinth church And he's telling them of how you get the victor's crown. In the city that Paul is speaking at, that's where they held the Greek games, the Olympics. And they would see guys running and weightlifting and wrestling and and beating their bodies in submission. All year long, they do this to receive a crown that perishes. But he said, God wants you to look at their discipline. He wants you to look at their self-control and realize that if they do that for a crown that perishes, how much more should we have self-control 
for a crown that will last forever and ever. Thank you for listening to today's podcast on Standing with Israel with Pastor Larry Huck. We'd like to give you a special gift of free 40 days of the Shofar devotional. Sign up at www.40daysofshofar.com. That's 40daysofshofar.com. Thanks again for listening and join us next week for another Standing with Israel podcast with Pastor Larry Huck.